Welcome to season two, episode 10 of Man in the Making with former monk Rajan Shankara and our awesome guest, Helena Hollis. Thank you both for joining me and over to you. Thank you, Rokas. And hello, everyone. Hi, Helena. Hello. Thanks again for having me on the show. Did you like, did you like recording the last one? Um, yeah, it was fun. It took a little while to warm up, but, um, and it was kind of unexpected, so I wasn't prepared, but uh, I think it went okay for my first one. <laughs> Rokas and I talk for about 10 minutes each time in order to warm up, and I usually try to get him to laugh at least once, and then mm. I say, okay. Start Let's the start. recording. <laughs> I didn't realize. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good tactic. <laughs> All right. So we've always wanted to record. Um, actually, ever since Helena and I have been together, we've been wanting to record our conversations. Uh, we we have some pretty cool conversations about, like, what the universe, oh, relationships. Yeah. Much Philosophy, health. health, that's a big one. Having Mental a coconut health. water company. Yeah. Um, Mental health is huge. Dating narcissists. Yeah, I've had a lot of experience in the real world, and Raj has studied a lot. A lot. <laughs> so we call it a. It's a. It's a blend of one side. It's one side as theory. Mm-hmm. The other side has hard knock, a school of hard knock education through apl- practical application. Mm-hmm. And then we're the blend of the two. Perfect. Perfect way to explain it. So you're right. I, you're the first relationship I've had uh, after a 12 year monastic lifestyle, being a celibate monk. And I'm your first long-term relationship after a break from a previous long-term relationship. Correct. Yeah. So I had the longest relationship I've been in was six years and we just finished our first year. We just finished our first, first year, but I was single for four years while dating. I think that's right. Um, Stating around for four years so i was i was really picky about what i was looking for because the last relationship didn't work out so i was like okay well i know exactly what i'm looking for this time around and i wasn't going to settle what would you tell to someone who was single and wondering if they were ever going if they should be picky or or if you're not picky do you just jump into it and use the trial and error method for me, like, because I'm the theory side, I know who I am mm-hmm. and I know who I'd want to be with. And as I left the monastery, I was thinking, all right, if I'm going to get into a relationship after being a monk for 12 years, I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to like go through trial and error and weird, awkward first dates. If someone clicks and they have the right philosophy and the right standards, they're up to my level and they're I think being I wanted them to be an entrepreneur oh you did yeah I you didn't know that no I didn't know that I thought you dated other girls before me that probably weren't entrepreneurs wow (laughs) (laughs) 
and thought. I didn't date them, but oh, okay. I don't know what that was called. <laughs> Exploration into the unknown. Okay, fair enough. But I knew if someone was going to be going to be serious mm-hmm. and actually worth dating, like dating, dating, the, oh, exclusively, I guess, and instead of just being in the dating pool, mm-hmm. then they would have to at least probably own a business or have had owned a business. And why is that? Because I am a business owner. I, I'm an entrepreneur of sorts. Okay. And... You know, I don't know if an entrepreneur cannot date another entrepreneur. You think they can? Well, you know, entrepreneurs are pretty crazy, right? Kind of have to be. <laughs> I think I think single entrepreneurs are crazy. I think when they get together, they actually balance each other. You're right. Out. You're right. Because when you're single, you don't have anything to lose. So you work, you know, twelve-hour right. days, fourteen-hour days. Um, you drink a glass of wine at night, chill out, and then wake up and do it all over well, again. Not like that. You have no one you need to worry about. So you just focus on your business. So you have more time and energy to dive into your business. Uh, and I found dating when, you know, while I was an entrepreneur was actually took a lot of time and energy away from my business. And then I had to decide well, should I just focus on my business, get that going? Or should I, you know, focus on finding uh, a significant other? Uh, Even though that was a good part-time work. And, you know, I wasn't getting any younger, so I tried to do both. (laughs) Did your business, did you notice less... Well, you just said less attention goes to business as you look for a partner. Did you notice less um, income? Did, did did profit margins go decrease because you were looking for a relationship? Um, yeah, I wasn't growing the company as much as I should have. So you, you um, remained homeostatic. Correct. Like, pro- nothing went down, but right. nothing went up either. It wasn't necessarily going down. I just wasn't attending as many networking events or... Um, uh, or sponsored events because you know I don't I don't want to I wanted to spend that time with you know looking for someone instead going on on dates and that's where the law of attraction came in meaning not like not physically yeah but psychologically attracting what you want to do in in a in a significant other correct so I kind of put that out there and what I've learned is that with the law of attraction, you attract what your level of vibration is at. And when I was extremely stressed out, back in, I think it was 2018, I was extremely stressed out. I was all over the place. I couldn't get my shit together. The business was, wasn't necessarily going downhill, but it wasn't really- It wasn't growing. It wasn't really growing. Um, and I was going on all these dates and these guys weren't the best guys for me. And I had a question, you know, what is wrong with me? Why am I attracting these men that, you know, would be uh, you know, lower to my standard? And that's when I realized later on, of course, that it was me, that if I I just needed to spend more time on developing my uh, myself with having 
more control over my emotions and my finances and being in a good place that way. And then I would be able to find a partner that was also in a good place. Mm. That's interesting. And it works, the law of attraction? Uh, yeah, I think so. It, it attracted me to you or you to me, I'm not quite sure. But if anyone doesn't know our story, we met at your gym that you work out at, and I would—I just moved to downtown I'm, Denver. I'm a part-time per personal trainer. You're a part-time personal trainer. Um, this was a year ago now, and I dropped in because I wanted to better my, you know, better my health. I wanted. And why everyone joins the gym? You know, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then you were my personal trainer for two sessions, and that's how I met Which you. you're terrible. You're the worst client I've ever had. <laughs> True. <laughs> like, um, no question. Didn't listen to anything I said. Argued and complained well, the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I apologize for that. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, you're right. I was tough, but I was still coming well, you're down a tough from... And that's that's, that's part of what attracted me to you was uh, you're a tough woman. And I don't know why that's attractive. Maybe I come from a line of tough people. Uh, strong women. Uh, yeah. And so it's like, I didn't want any rinky dink, you know, Someone softy. Manipulate easily. So I wanted, I think I wanted someone who was genuine, genuine, like not fake. Like real deal, tell me like it is. Don't sugarcoat, don't hide. Cause I think, okay, so I, I'm a part-time personal trainer. I'm a part-time life coach, a relationship coach, um, gender coach. That means I help people, I help men be better men and I help women be better women. And that doesn't mean better feminine, feminine. That means I help balance people, balance people's masculinity and femininity and that's that can happen within the same person so a woman needs to balance her yin and yang within herself just like a couple needs to balance their yin and yang outside of each other and with the other person and with their life and the masculine natures of their life and the feminine nature of their life and it's not just gender specific that's why um, you can help uh, a gay person be better masculine and feminine within themselves and have a better masculine and feminine relationship with their partner. And they're the same sex. So it's not specific to uh, men and women living in the same household. That's it's uh, and, you know, in the Eastern uh, faith and philosophy, both uh, Hinduism and Buddhism, uh, there's always been a mix in in that culture and society it's never been uh man always man and woman in fact uh hinduism today the magazine uh, written and developed and edited by monks in hawaii uh did a massive article on uh transgenderism and having the the scriptural research and documentation of a third gender and it's existed since and this is the Hinduism is the oldest religion on the planet. And a third gender has existed in Hindu scripture. Oh. So my work goes far beyond uh, 
just a coach to a man, just a coach to a woman. And it goes, it goes into the balance of any kind of autonomous sentient creature. And I don't know what that means. It means a lot, (laughs) but it means, you know, from what I was saying, I guess. So since I do this work, I see the failure paths of people that hide things from their spouse, from their partner. And I saw you and it was like, this lady is downright brutally honest. <laughs> to a fault. There's nothing to hide here. And that's exactly what goes wrong in a lot of relationships. So in, in, in this episode is, is, we always want to do a relationship episode. That's kind of what this is all about. And this conversation is trying to go in that direction. Um, so here I have, I have some writings online. Um, I used to write for a, uh, online journal called elephant journal, and it's based out of Boulder, Colorado. It's kind of, uh, due, thanks to Helena. Um, since she knows the founder, it, it was kind of my into the online writing world and to improve my search engine optimization for my name. And it, it did help. Some of my articles, uh, got, thousands and thousands of reads and they continue to um, grow all the time. The first relationship, so all my articles uh, are, all my relationship articles are uh, the most popular. People love relationship stuff, especially these kinds of magazines. And I bet even if you were to look at a, a magazine like Psychology Today, the, the, Psycho- the psychology behind relationships would probably be their most popular articles, right? So the first one I did on relationships was about you and me. Mm-hmm. And it's called Five Rules to Let- Land the Love of Your Life from a Monk. Um, it, got, mm-hmm. it has over 10,000 reads. And that happened within a, uh, a few days. It, got, it went from 6,000 6, reads right. up to 10,000. And we'll go over the other article that's even more popular than this. But it was it was five steps to um, a good relationship, right? And or or being single, being really good at being single. And what are the things you do as a person in general to f- embark on that path? And I think I just wrote it real quick one day, and it it just kind of got popular. Um. So I thought maybe we could tie the episode into the five steps and then the other article about when a relationship is over. Sounds good. And you liked these articles. You yeah, thought they I were good. Well written. Rule number one, never stop developing yourself. What does that, what does that mean to, uh, to you, babe? It means that we are on our own journey, even though we're together, but we are constantly growing as individual humans. Yeah. And, and I would never wanna be static in my growth anyway, because things are constantly evolving. I wanna continue to read and listen to podcasts and, um, you know, meet more new people, network, network, um, experience. Stuff. Yeah. Just trying to better myself as a person. And what's, so why is that rule? Number one, number one failure path of 
being single or being in a relationship, you stop developing yourself. Right. You become dependent. And so you become kind of boring. You come, yeah. <laughs> Uninteresting people yeah. uh, will end up kind of fizzling out in someone else's mind or in the single world. Um, they won't be, they, they won't be attractive in, on that level. A lot, of, be interesting a lot of attraction is, is like, can you challenge someone? Even a pickup line can be challenging. Like, oh, that's interesting. Instead of, you know, just buying someone a drink. What's a good, what's like a good technique for a single person to attract someone's attention? Oh, gosh. Uh... They say now it's dating app culture. Well, right. Well, now it's really easy to find a date. You just create a profile. Uh, finding a date's <laughs> not the question, though. How do you repeat? How do you get a good return on investment? Uh, for me, it was just developing myself as a better human, um, taking care of my health, my physical health, as well as my mental health. And getting involved, putting myself out there in different situations, um, just going to the gym was outside of my comfort zone. Because I normally wouldn't go to a gym and sign up. I love core power, so I would have done core power or run, you know, go for a run outside or go snowboarding or mountain biking or mm -hmm. hike. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily have gone to a gym per se. But that I goes against one of my rules in the article. Uh oh, I like that. What did you say? Well, one of the rules is in order to find someone, just keep doing what you're doing. Oh, well, the rule oh, I is. I thought it was to get outside of your comfort zone. Well, the rule, number two, the second rule is stop looking. Oh, well, I wasn't necessarily looking. You weren't. You weren't. <laughs> no, I already had, when I met you, I already had a bunch of dates planned. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know you know. I told you about them. Um, so I was, I was kind of looking, but so not. don't put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, you got to keep uh, dating around. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep your options open until you find someone who fits your criteria. Well, that's the, statistically the logical uh, step. Except for some people are serial. Not statistically. Uh, what's? Oh yeah, I always wanted to write an article about that. So they enjoy dating so much. Addicted to being single. That's what I was going to call it. They're addicted to being single or just dating new people because they themselves might be a people person and get that high or that rush every time they meet someone new. And then there's potential into what could possibly happen with that person. And that gives them a burst of, you know, of, of life and, and high from that so yeah. they become addicted to that and then constantly go out and and I was I'm probably a victim of doing that as well I'm probably I probably did that because yeah it was exciting but then I was also kind of ready <laughs> if I found the right person I would have just stuck with that one person well it's what we called in the monastery uh, committed to not being committed so it's a common trend to uh, teacher hop or guru hop, we would call it. So from one teacher to another teacher, different technique, another technique. And I'm going to hop to as many people as I can. Never stick to just one path, but do uh, we called it a, like a buffet, a, a, 
uh, a spiritual buffet. And you go from here, you pick this dish and that dish, and on your plate, you have like a mix of everything, right? Mm -hmm. Like that bumper sticker. It's all surface level. What? It's all surface level. Surface level. Surface level. Yes, that's a really good way to put it. Because, yeah, in order to dive deep into something like martial arts, you have to, you have to stick with that one path until you master it. And then you can, you know, like, have you ever experienced with that, Rokas? Like, what made you just say that just now? Um, You're right. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember now. Okay, so that's absolutely right. Everything on the surface you, and never diving deep. That's like, yeah. that's totally like relationships. Um, just going from one to the other. The, you like the surface yeah. of it, but once you get down deep, you actually have to deal with fun. someone else's shit. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's all fun in the beginning. But then once you get to know someone, then it starts, you start challenging each other. And, and so a the lot honeymoon of people is out over. There, yeah, don't want to deal with that, that friction when you do challenge each other. They just want it to be you know, happy and fun and light. As one of the, <laughs> as one of the, the brother monks that came into my, uh, to the monastery with me in my class said one day, insightfully, everyone is ugly at four o'clock in the morning. Oh. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> you are beautiful in the morning. Yeah. I will say that that is interesting about you. Uh, that's hard to believe. <laughs> well, one of the that that's one of the things that uh, that I like is that and I still love is is you don't overdo it on makeup. So many women pile a gross, I mean literally and figuratively, a gross amount of makeup on their face. Well, to them, that's beauty. That you know they don't like to see their their it's, pores. It's like an or... imitation face. Yeah, the reason why I don't wear ma more makeup is because I hate putting makeup on. <laughs> well, thank God, because you don't need it. <laughs> and, and it just doesn't, it, for me, it almost looks worse when I put cake on like a bunch of makeup and do my eyes and, you know, my lips. It just it looks like I'm almost trying too hard. And whenever yeah, I feel like, like guys don't face, like when you're trying it. too hard, it's almost like, oh, you know, she's too desperate in a way. So if you, you know, have that kind of middle balance, just enough to, um, just enough so you don't look like you just woke up. If, if anyone, if, if any woman listening is offended, you can email Halima. <laughs> <at> <laughs> um, no, a lot of makeup can look really good on people too. <laughs> no, rule number two uh, in the article, uh, in the relationship article that made it, uh, out there is stop looking. And the point of me writing that was, I know there's dating culture. I know there are speed dates at, you know, our athletic club yeah. that I used to work for, uh, has speed dating events mixed with gym stuff, yeah, couples events. I'm not against it. I'm, I'm not all. And, and I know there's good stories to apps and using apps and everything like that. All I'm saying is, if what you've been doing hasn't worked, then you should probably do something else. And, and for the people that, that that stuff doesn't work for, or if you're, you don't feel like doing it, I don't actually recommend it. I'm old fashioned. Um, I lean conservative. If you're 
you know, if my theory is if you're doing your thing, living your life, and if you're, if you're, if you engage with life, right? right? And not if you're sitting at home. I mean, but people get married on World of Work, Warcraft, oh, on, on no, video games. They, don't. they do. Yeah. Hey, that's their thing. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. Hey, that's you. your thing. You're engaging with life in, in that kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're going to meet the most solid person in those situations instead of forced romanticism. Well, then maybe number two should be called stop looking and start having fun. Stop, stop looking and start living. And start living. There you go. Even better. Well, I can't rewrite. <laughs> I guess I could rewrite. <laughs> That's the okay. No, it's, it still gets the point across. Live your life and have trust that the person you're supposed to meet will be there. You just walked into my life. I didn't ask yeah, for that. True. And you didn't ask for me. We just kept we just kept eating food together. Yeah, it was like I enjoyed our conversations, and you know, I just went through. She was trying to get some free coaching. Lot, That's so what I happened. Was trying to get some- <laughs> like, <laughs> and I oh, did. meditation! No, it only cost me a lunch. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And then after the second lunch, you you paid for the second lunch. Yeah. And I asked my friend. I said, so. I've been, I had a second date with this chick. Don't get offended if I say chick people. It's okay. Um, and what do you think? And he said, well, you went past the coffee date. You went straight to the lunch date. Now it's either lunch again or dinner. And I said, dinner, because I'm a trained cook. And you said, absolutely. I said, at your, your place or <laughs> your mine? Your place or mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I got lucky. Yeah. And then that's, that's one of the big things I say to guys. Learn how to cook. Or girls trying to pick oh, up, yeah. you know, another, another we lady. You need to have a skill. If, if Us women need to have some skills. Everyone should learn how to cook. Yeah, and men love food. Yeah. And, and so a, way to, a way to anyone's heart. Is through their stomach. <laughs> Unless you're a supermodel. <laughs> right? Oh, Stan, I don't know what you do. Then I'm not quite sure. Fashion? Fashion show? Yeah, everyone needs a skill. Everyone needs some skills. Engage with life. Start learning things. Be interesting. And you will constantly challenge another person. And, and that's what I think makes a really solid relationship. And again, I'm a year in. Uh, but I'm the theory one. I studied, I studied the human mind, um, history, psychology, philosophy, theology, uh, and, and relationships. Everything for 12 I did years. not study. <laughs> I hardcore studied. And you engaged with life, trial mm-hmm. and error, found yourself out by figuring out what other people do, being with weird people, being with great people, having your heart broken. I never had my heart broken, I don't think. Maybe once. Just wait. It usually happens to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you're listening to this and, and I end up being single, the number is five. <laughs> Rokas, have, I have to ask, have you ever had your heart broken? Oh. Uh, no. Oh. I'm single. Have you had but a girlfriend Historically? Before? Uh, no. Um. If you ask for reasons, I could say a few. Uh, there is one that I'd like to know your 
opinion on for one of my reasons, um, which is, um, okay, so I know let's say humans, they've evolved to, the way for our species to continue is through falling in love with another person. So the feelings are really deep and it goes to our primitive state. And I feel like if I experienced those feelings, then I'd be hooked, especially at my age, and I'd be chasing them. Um, let's say a relationship didn't work out, then I'd be chasing for girls Another. for, yeah, for like, and I don't know how long that would continue on for. I think it, from what I've heard from other people, it does happen. A lot of people through their 20s, they chase like women. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's how their 20s go by. So, and Another thing is, I, as you were saying about values, um, I'm trying to work on myself and then to find someone who will be similar, have similar interests as me um, <clears throat> and also focus on developing themselves. Um, and it, it's very rare at this age for girls to be like that, at least from what I've seen. Um, so yeah, I've I, still just been single. I'm not really looking um, as your second point. Yeah. I think you just have fun. Um, or is that too much? Like, <clears throat> what well, do you think about the first thing I said? I don't know if that is a bad approach. What? The first thing I said, I don't know if that's a bad approach about not wanting to be hooked on those emotions or feelings. Well, I think it's for people to feel love because it's such a great feeling and life is so tough that, you know, I know you're in school and you're, you're, you're still young, but if you were to found someone just on, you know, physical attraction and emotional attraction where you are now, that they can help you get through a lot over the years whether you're with them in 10 years from now or not, it's worth it to dive into. If I found someone like that, then yes, I would try, but I just haven't had that happen yet. I haven't found someone who was- And, and I wouldn't force it. it. I wouldn't, so I, I'm removed, right? I was inside of a, a walled-in thing, so right. I didn't have that. I spent my 20s, I, I, the entire decade, celibate, and I think that's wonderful, but not studying. everybody needs to do that. And that's that. not, well, no one's going to do that. Like a fraction of the population. So uh, yeah, I think it's okay to get attached and detached and learn and love and get your heart broken. Yeah. And I, there's one point of focus on a path of self-development, but there's doing that. See, if I was in the world, Hope, I'm hoping that I would continue my path of self-dedication uh, and, and focus while, while meeting people, while experiencing life at the same time. Right. Why can't you do both? Like, and then, see, that's what I was doing when I got out. And then you walked into my life and I made time for that. I made time for you aside from everything else I was doing. And now we live together and still do what we do that makes us happy makes earns us money and makes us smarter except we live in the same house 
Right. Well, he's in his 20s, so he's very young. Right, 19 or 20? Rokas? Oh, uh, sorry, uh, 20. 20. So, um, and so yeah, I was thinking, at what age, let's say, Helena, did you feel like you changed as a person, as in change your, I can't remember how you refer to it, I think your resonating frequency, something like that. Right, um, raising vibration. Yeah, at what age would you say that you started thinking about that and working on yourself? Uh, that's a great qu question. Um, I would have to say when I started my company, right around that time, I was in a good place. I think I was 25 or no, sorry. I was 25 when I moved to Breckenridge and I was 27 when I launched my business. And, what year was that? Um, gosh, uh, 2013 is when I launched. Nice. Um, and I think I moved to Breckenridge in 2009. Yeah, 2000, the end of 2009 is when I moved to Breckenridge and I kind of left Denver because I had a bad relationship here. Um, it was very toxic. It was like up and down. Um, I even had a, a neighbor of mine um, where I used to live in the apartment complex. She was even toxic. And I almost was trying to get away from that. <laughs> I almost needed to run away and start fresh. And I didn't know anything about the law of attraction or raising my vibration then. I just knew what I needed to do for me. And so I moved to Breckenridge and I was so happy because I was doing it for me. I wasn't moving there for anyone. And, uh, and plus, you know, it's a beautiful ski resort town and I'm big into snowboarding. So as soon as I got there, I pretty much met someone immediately. And it was a guy I ended up spending six years with, <laughs> six years of my life with. Um, so I think when I was completely happy with myself and where I was, and I didn't have internet or cable when I moved into my place in Breckenridge. And I was okay with that because I wanted to read more. So I started reading a bunch of books that winter, I think you know, I read like five or six books. And that's a lot for me because I hate reading. <laughs> that's a lot for a lot of people. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, so since I didn't have TV or anything, I needed some sort of entertainment and I didn't really know that many people besides my roommate. We still don't have TV. We just want, yeah, we true. just, we, we're we have Netflix now. It's either, it's Netflix or nothing because it's like, it's either it's something we can finish, start and finish, right. or we, we don't, the, and during the daytime, like absolutely not. Yeah, we definitely. You're either outside, working, playing around, networking, reading, like don't it's fall into something. the trap of daytime TV, weekend TV. Be careful. Yeah, definitely not. And I don't like to waste my time on watching TV because you can easily get sucked in. And I find that if I start watching TV, like a TV show, I won't be able to get off the couch for two or three hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh no, I had all this stuff to do, but I didn't do it. So now, um, so when I moved to Breckenridge, I was okay with not having TV because I wanted to um, enjoy living there and meet people and go out. And um, so I met someone when I was 25 and he was the same vibration as me at the time. But I think once I got into business, um, 
I got uh, my vibration changed because I became you elevated your status. No, I think I almost went down because I was so stressed out that I didn't know how to handle all this stress and emotions because oh. I never had a business before and I had to balance like trying to make money to survive. And, you know, I still split everything with my boyfriend at the time. And, you know, I didn't want him to have to, I, um, I didn't want to have to rely on him uh, to help pay bills. And, and so I think that was really stressful. And, and then, you know, I found out, you know, shortly after, you know, after almost nearly six years, he was cheating on me. And so that's when I kind of uh, got out of that situation and, um, you know, cried for a good two months, I'd say, straight. <laughs> I was crying at grocery stores. Girls cry, guys drink. Correct. Yeah. We have a lot of emotions going through us and I think it's important that we cry and I'm not a crier. I normally don't cry at anything um, before this. And now I, now Except I do. Except for every movie <laughs> we watch. Now, now I do, but I wasn't very emotional before. And all of a sudden, like, I'm just crying and I was, it was just really devastating. And, and then with the business, luckily it was still able to contain it, you know, to kind of run without me having to put much energy into it because I went into a dark place and then eventually I was like, okay, I need to get out. I need to better myself. What can I do? My apartment complex where I was living had a gym. So I just went straight to the gym and I just started running. I started running every day, uh, drinking like smoothies, um, you know, eating very clean. Um, and I had like a part-time job uh, doing demos for a company uh, that I absolutely loved. And so when I was doing that, I started raising my vibration and I was just having fun. And so that's when I went on dating apps and it wasn't really looking for anything particular. I was just kind of, you know, trying to feel better about myself. And in order for women to feel better after, you know, having someone break your heart. Validation. I needed validation, correct. <laughs> so having that validation from those dating sites was actually super helpful in my um, progression to getting better because do women have like historically a lower sense of self-esteem than men i think so when it comes to business women are less confident in getting those raises in asking for those raises or getting investment from investors and putting themselves out there because people are going to judge i'm always amazed when a guy comes to me and he feels like a, a woman is out of his league because i'm like she's yes, thinking no. she does she's not even in a league right and it's like, go, like, don't get nervous. Women, don't yeah. be yourself. Be yourself that's going to be even better. I mean, being nervous, that's going to mess things up. Right. Just potentially. be yourself. And but man, if you're confident, that's the most attractive thing ever. Confidence can definitely go a long way for sure. That's why I see some guys with some women and I'm like, how do those two even match? They look totally different. Like she's, you know. And some people get together for the wrong reasons too. True. I, I think the guy has like a ton of confidence and that's how the two, like the, the physical side doesn't always meet, meet up because the confidence is so. Men par. should be confident. Women are attracted to confident men who are very loving and kind towards them. 
-hmm. Really, that's all you need to be an intelligent, somewhat intelligent, more intelligent than them. And so what about in Rokas's position and, and, and like every guy in at Rokas's age who are surround like they're intelligent, they're they're self-developing, but they're surrounded by women who are not yet ready to settle down and they're going around and just having fun. I think that's perfectly fine. So so what do the guy what does the guy do? Not a, the guy should focus on himself. No, I think the guy obviously should focus on himself first and foremost, but you have the weekends, you have the evenings maybe free. Why, why not go out on a date or why not go out with friends? So be careful, be careful before getting attached. Right. right. Like I was careful before getting attached. That's you, for damn you sure. You can't prevent yourself from, from falling in love with someone in your twenties. Yeah. And I'm all for it. If you happen to fall in love with someone in your twenties, just because you think, Oh, we're going to change so much. Let's not, you know, move well, like, forward. What else are you going to do? You're not Don't, a monk. Yeah, exactly. Just go for it. <laughs> because even though I had my heart broken, you know, my ex cheated on me, I still wouldn't give those six years Oh, you learned a lot. Nothing. I, I learned so much about myself. We had a lot of fun. I traveled around the world. We traveled around the world together. We, you know, uh, we laughed a lot. We, and now I just have you do the dishes. And, <laughs> right. And no, it's just really strict. You know, it's all about and like, I go, like fight pit bulls. <laughs> pit bulls were banned in Colorado, right? I think so. I thought they were a long time ago. It's terrible. How sure. come? They're an aggressive breed that. But the no, this is so sad. White people. I know it's the owner. It's the owner. Classic like owner versus uh, dog argument. It's it's the the owner's an asshole, and then the dog ends up being a jerk. That's so sad. Right. I think that's going to be repealed. I think or appeal repealed. I don't know. I think it's going to be revoked. Oh. I think I saw a pit bull today or the other day. Does that have to do with the relationship? Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back on track. Um, what do you, Rokas? What is that? What do you think that about that answer? Like, um, so I'm not looking, but if I do find someone who I feel would work, then yeah, I would definitely try. Um, I would definitely try something. I must be what. So, you you tell some other college twenty year old lady that you're doing a podcast and everything. You're like oh, a big yeah, shot now. It's over. Exactly. <laughs> She's like, ooh, I want to learn more. How cool is that? That's a total turn on right there. So you got my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Rokas. <laughs> rule rule number three, ladies, you need to go get him or her. Okay, so rule number three is about not believing in the old school, he'll come to me, or masculine will come to feminine. So I've, no matter what, what... I've had both happen to me. There you go. Guys came to me, approached me, and I'd be like, yeah, you're not really my type, but you're really nice, you know, and fun, so why not? Or I would reach out and actually start talking to men that I liked and was a word. Attracted, attracted to attracted to exactly and and then it would be my decision i kind of like being in control in a way but so then. this rule is biased I, I wrote it because it happened to me 
Like you were right. the one who, you know, went to me and said, let me buy you lunch. Mm -hmm. And then I tried. I just wanted to continue our conversation. And then I was going to take you out to lunch as a, to repay the favor. Mm -hmm. You said, no, I'll take you out to lunch again. Just to, get free, lunch, just to get free, just to get free advice, just to get free advice. Yes, it was. Oh, it was gosh. just like he had a yogurt or something, and I was like, "Here, let me pay for that." Yeah. Okay. Any any guy was listening? Like $5. When a girl asks to buy everything you have, you have in your hands, and it's two items, and it's like ten <laughs> items. I'm a personal. Remember, I was a personal trainer at the time. It was ten items. I would have been like, "You pay your own way." Okay, right, <laughs> edit all this out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so the. And then, and then, but eventually I was also the, the one who went after you. So I, I eventually gave you an ultimatum. Right. And that's what was attractive because I don't want to. And it was pushing. like, I was, I think I was about to go to a session, a uh, personal training session at the gym. And she said uh, something about like uh, a dinner, you know, cause we were just hanging out. I thought you mentioned time. the dinner. I think you mentioned it. And then I was like, oh. We're not like, we're not exclusive yet. Like, it's just, we're just dating around. And she's like, well, yeah. And that's when I made the decision for me, right? Not for you, like for me. Okay, if you want to see me, then either we go exclusive or, and, and there's no one else or I'm, I'm done. So he basically gave me an ultimatum. I gave the ultimatum. <laughs> so is you, you I don't reeled, know if I'd recommend You ultimatum. reeled me in. Well, I would, like, shit. If you're going to be, if you know who you are and you're confident in yourself, there's no time to mess around and do this and that and, and pussyfoot well, around. Well, sometimes stuff. the ultimatum can backfire. Oh, I've absolutely. Done, I've done that with a man before. I and gave, it backfired because guys don't commit. Because they don't want to commit. And I'm like, okay, well, I can't do this. Well, then it's his <laughs> loss. Right. And I'm confident in myself to the point of borderline narcissistic where I thought it's your loss if you say no. Right. So here's the ultimatum. And what did you say? Right. As she looks away shyly. I said, okay. Yeah, <laughs> right. Give me some time. <laughs> yeah, you said, I'll do whatever it takes to make it work. Yeah, because then that was even more attractive that he was like, I know what I want. Foot down, saying, no, I want this to happen and I want to be exclusive. It's like the classic Rocky scene where he takes off his shirt and he tries to kiss Adrian at oh, the, I don't know. I at the doorway. That. And I love it. It's like one of the <laughs> best scenes. If you, if anyone tried that now, that would be sexual. <laughs> so don't, don't watch Rocky one before your first date. Um, so, but the rule number three is biased because that's kind of the the system we went through. I guess the whole every writing I do well, is biased, yeah, right? Really biased. Um. So number four, right? Okay, so the, I end the I end rule number three by saying, uh, "Go for it." Ask to continue the conversation over coffee or lunch. The days of waiting for him to ask you are over. But guys, that means the next rule is even more important. So mm. yeah, I do think the days are over where the guy has to wait. I think if a girl, you know, no more, I don't know, some kind of demure modesty. It's like, if you're interested, let them know. Don't, you know, because guys are kind of dum-dums. They're, they're not necessarily going to. They don't really know. They don't, they, don't, they don't read signs as well. 
Women think they're better communicators maybe than they are. I don't know. These are generalizations, but as with anything, this case, it's case specific, but you know, if you're a woman and you're listening to this and you, you're waiting for, for your perfect partner, um, maybe you already met them and didn't say anything. Right. You missed out on that opportunity. Rule number four, guys, you need to be more prepared. This definitely ties into rule number one, self-development. But if if women are going to take the aggressive position and go after it, then you need to be worth it. You need to be worth it. Yeah. No more. I'm into craft beer and I have like a beer gut and I look like a 12 year old kid who plays baseball. Like, do something with your masculinity. Use your testosterone for your benefit. Be strong. Um, have an athletic pursuit. Have a mental athletic pursuit. Um, be something. Be a catch. Be, be, be a catch. The one thing that I found when I was dating um, that was a turnoff was men who were not emotionally stable. Oh, and maybe that's what I was attracting because I wasn't. However, not only am I like emotionally yes, stable, yes, I know, you but I'm a lot of partial male model status. Of course. So the emotional, so I found a lot of men weren't emotionally stable. So then I would have to be the emotionally stable person in the relationship where I feel like women are already you know, full of hormones and we need a man to help kind of calm us down. They're supposed to be our rock. They're supposed to be our, um, the person that we can confide in to deal with our emotional ups and downs, not the other way around. Right. I mean, it, it's the yin and yang balance. And one of those is preparation preparation um for destruction like there's a masculine force in every relationship there's a feminine force in every relationship guy or guy girl or girl right lesbian gay straight doesn't matter someone is um holding on to uh they're leaning into one uh gender trait more than the other and if you have two feminine going against each other if you have two masculine natures going against each other guess what's going to happen like two batteries propelling each other two rams butting heads whatever kind of metaphor or analogy you want to think of um, there's no balance and i think and also sort of thousands of years of history think that um a masculine force is designed to uh, absorb stress a feminine force, remember, it's not gender specific. A feminine force is designed to create chaos. Create chaos. It's the, <laughs> it's the yin and yang. There's order and chaos. And we'll do a, we're going to do a whole episode on order and chaos theory. But you have the powerful uh, Shiva force in, in Hindu mythology of creation. I mean, of, of, of manifestation, I'm sorry, and or emanation, that which comes out of. And then you have the, the result of that which comes out of order, which is creation. And you have uh, uh, physical uh, manifestation. It, it is things in your hand. It is your physical body. It is um, the, the spinning of the earth. 
in space. That is the feminine Shakti force. And it's called Shakti in uh, Sanskrit terminology. And that, that is the, that is, so imagine the sun beaming a ray of warmth and energy onto the earth. That ray is Shakti. That is pure energy, life force. Um, it's the same thing that can, um, you know, be applied to creating something. Likewise, it can be the destruction of something, the sustenance of something. Um, and women, it's, it's all inside a feminine force. Like, it's dangerous. And if you don't know how to absorb it, you're both going to be butting heads up against each other, getting into an, an argument. Um, like, I was more feminine the other day. You were more masculine the other day, right? I reacted to your attitude in the car okay. and it yeah. did it was like it wasn't working well right sometimes i need it even so our roles switch like a relationship is not it, it's not set in stone it's not black and white it's not binary it's it's like a mixture of, of different things but if someone is is off the other person's needs to be on and, and likewise, it, both people can't be off at the same time. So while I was emotionally charged, you were calm. Right. And we resolved it within, you know, half an hour. Yeah. We usually get into it in the car. Like, yeah, because I'm that's our, driving. That's our he space. never pays attention. That's, oh, okay. You well, the same apparently, every I'm time supposed and to he know and everything out. about <laughs> Denver. Where am, I so, where am I supposed to go there all the time? <laughs> understand why this is like a shock you're wrong to you. <laughs> i'm right no i was i was reactive where's the part where the women uh did we get there will yet? you will you please oh, wait i was reactive you were controlled mm -hmm. and in other times i'm controlled and you're reactive yeah, other times time. the world you know comes in on you and stresses you out right. and i'm for, you know hopefully been trained enough to where i can say everything's fine everything's all right you know, but if I'm coming home and you're stressed and then I'm like, I, I was just going to eat after work and I'm stressed now and I've got to feed the dog and I've got to worry about the kids and I've got to still do work and blah, 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 blah. And you're going to freak out. I'm freaking out. You can have two people freaking and out. And it doesn't work. One person has to be solid. At so, all times. So if that day it's her, great. She takes on the masculine role. And if one day it's you, hopefully you can be more masculine than feminine as a, as a man then and and that is heteronormative I, I i'll agree to that and you can send emails to raj at rajnakar.com <laughs> and write as much hate mail as you want um that is a conservative like traditional approach to gender roles fine but out of out of coaching and and being in in a mentoring role for up to maybe i've calculated about 700 people so far in my life and that's condensed in the past 10 years, that's pretty much how it works. And even if you're two guys, even if you're two girls, there's gotta be someone who takes the reins and absorbs the stress of the other. And if not, you have a slow decline into the end of a relationship. Right, because you're constantly butting heads. Someone doesn't commit, that's a big one, is that, is that rule number five? Oh, we're not. That's another article. No, that's that's another article. But another article talks about commitment. I love that one because that's directly from my uh, coaching experience. Guys have trouble committing. 
girls, you know, women want the commitment because they're on a timeline. Yeah. And when I was dating, you know, I'm still in my thirties, but, um, when you're dating, when you're in your early thirties, it scares a lot of men away because men are fearful of commitment and you wanting to settle down right away. Women see something they like and they want to maybe take the next step. Yeah, maybe and guys are like, "Whoa, I still long, like my dog, my weed, and my yeah. video games and my skateboarding." They still skateboarding. like their freedom. They like freedom. freedom. It's freedom. And it's like, whoa, I'm not like you know locking you in a room or anything. It's just a relationship. <laughs> well, now sometimes I do feel a little bit concerned. Well, sometimes that no, happens, but <laughs> no. When you grow up, you realize, like when you mature, you realize you have to. Um, I mean, what's the alternative? Like. How long are you willing to play I'll, the role of... I'll tell you what the alternative alternative Ooh. is. The alternative is when someone leaves you for a 22-year-old. Uh-oh, I sense some <laughs> stuff coming out here. Um, one of my relationships um, didn't want to commit to me because he didn't want to essentially grow up or um, commit until or have a family until he was 40. I think he was like 35 or 36 and uh he was still dating around you know and seeing his ex and no timeline yeah no time guys are like whatever um but he ended up you know turning me down for a 22 year old who has less baggage granted it's probably true <laughs> but um well yeah he's going he for he's fun. he's entering a time machine yeah, he wanted to go back in time where it was just fun. He had great memories of when he was in high school and dating and, you know, great relationships and where he was in charge. And I think it has to do with power as well, him being able to manipulate them a little bit easier than, say, mm -hmm. an older woman like myself. Well, if, you're an, <laughs> well if, you're, if you're an entrepreneur and you have a business, you're now escalating his timeline. You're... You're, you're changing everything, and now he sees his own demise and status level change right before his very eyes. And then it's like, well, now I'm not a challenge anymore. The business is a challenge. What do I have to provide? Maybe there's some of that doubt going on too. And then the 20-year-old is the eternal like, party time. No business yet. No status. Like... Well, easy it's, yeah it's easy i think that's what he liked no i'm not challenge. saying all 20 year olds are easy no not at all but um you know maybe for an older man a 20 year old would be you know if you can catch her why not rokas have you ever been do you have experience with the the university Any party older where women oh, there's like no the older guy there <laughs> being the older guy like not no no not him like you're at a party okay this is happening to me I was, I was at a party uh -huh. back before I was a monk. I was a, I was familiar party with animal. Yes. Yeah. So there's the, you're, you're, you're in your class of friends. You kind of know people, you know, whose house it is, whatever. And then there's the older guy. <laughs> what do you mean? An older guy? Or then there's like the, there's the few older guys who are a few grades above or, or even graduated. Oh, they are already graduated. Let me tell you, that gets weird. But then how much older are they? I mean, in terms of young people, it's well, a different it's, kind of, it's a different yeah. scale than when you're older and you're only a few years. If you're 20 and you're 25, like a five years difference isn't that much though at this age. Isn't 
that that does happen and that it's like completely fine right at his age it's not that bad but if you were in high school and there was oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. 25 year old there i'm talking about weird. like we partied when we were like when you were in high school yeah like no 14 15 16 and then there's like the 30 year old that's definitely a problem <laughs> i mean that is weird we yeah we partied when we were young so maybe we were the weird ones we were the young ones. But having a 30-year-old with, but like in a party with 14-year-olds. Uh, Unless it's a parent. But. <laughs> Rule number five. <laughs> she's always right, even when she's wrong. All right, this is... So during this whole podcast, <laughs> whatever I said yes, dear. was correct. Yes, dear. No, so this is the most controversial um, rule that I ever heard feedback on. Uh, people hate it. Also, people love it. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, most guys who are married love it. Most guys who are single hate it. All women, oh, oh no, not all, most women love this rule. Mm-hmm. Some Don't like hate it. it. Cause, okay, yeah. So she's always right. A woman will win an argument under any situation if she wants to. She can remember the little shit you did months ago and will hide it away in a special part of her brain and she'll use it when you least expect it. She may even use it when she loses the upper hand in an argument. But a man would do the same thing. No. A man does not do the same thing. Who's right? Me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) biggest here's the biggest um uh let's see here's the biggest thing that people hate about this rule uh i don't want to be a pushover well what if she is really wrong um well am i supposed to lose my self-respect and the answer is no 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 it's it's a it's such a nuanced rule it requires a i need to write a book Mm -hmm. just to explain the one rule obviously I'm not asking anyone to be a pushover uh, and I'm not a pushover. I can tell you that. And that's part of the reason why right. we got into an argument the other day. Oh, I know. Cause I was like, pardon my language. Fuck you. Oh yeah. And, remember. and that's, I've never said that to you before. <laughs> when, I, when, I I'm, mad, when I'm, I'm upset, when I feel like, when I feel like I'm being stepped on, that's when I get aggressive. And then it becomes obvious to you, uh-oh, something's wrong. And I'm not saying that's right. I just back off. I'm not saying it's wrong it's either funny. because I think it's important to I express it was yourself. Kind of funny. Well, see, and that's the situation and that I'm in sometimes. And then you got even more upset. Right? I take this seriously, Parker. <laughs> you want to be seriously, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and that's the situation that I'm in. That's the situation that I'm usually in. Yeah. And you're the one who's... Oh, I'm crazy all the time. And then I'm like, relax, everything's fine. Like, pet your cat. And... <laughs> yeah. But... And that's... That's a, this is that's going to happen in a relationship. The point of the rule is you don't want to live with a loser and you don't want to be the winner. Like, in, in whether it's the man, whether it's the woman, no one wants to be a pushover. No one wants to be manipulated. And that's a destructive uh, uh, pattern in a relationship that should be corrected. This is not that. This is nuanced and saying, 
For example, when I was in the monastery, I lived with 20 other people. And you had to be harmonious. You couldn't argue. You couldn't get angry and emotional and say, well, I'm upset at this. You had to, you had to sit down like an adult, an intelligent person and say, I'm not understanding what's going on. We need to talk this over. You don't sweep it under the rug and say, you'll be fine. Sleep on and eat some food, this and that. You talk about it. And that pisses you off sometimes because it's like, I like to talk about stuff. Uh, I am, am, am very much in favor of resolving something as soon as it comes up. And, but sometimes it's not appropriate. Sometimes you need to let things calm down right. and then be like, okay, what happened an hour ago? What was that all about? Like, let's, let's get it over it. But the point about she's always right, even when she's wrong, is someone has to be in control like, of their equanimity of their own calmness. Someone has to be able to let go of ego and say, okay, I get it. Something's not right here. And I'll, I'll back down. Someone needs to back down. If both, if no one wants to back down, someone's going to have a, like a domestic disturbance. It's going to be for real eventually. And we see it all the time, right? Oh yeah. And, or someone's, if you're married, someone's moving out of the bedroom, someone's sleeping on the couch. And look, I, I have clients who are now on the couch for over a year and they're, they're explaining to the kids, oh, you know, mommy's on the couch because she can't walk up the stairs or, you know, uh, mommy and daddy just need some space. Like this is a real thing. And the two people are no longer, no one, someone is not letting down. In reality, it's their egos. That yeah, are getting in it's the way. ego. So she's always right, even when she's wrong, means that, you know, the, in my conservative, traditional, old school opinion, remember, I'm very old, um, let, her, let her win. Like, and what does that mean? That means if you're with the right person, meaning if you're with, an intellectual, uh, mature adult, she eventually realizes there's a problem. Or she might have been wrong, and she, but she just wanted to feel better yeah, about herself. Yeah, and she comes back. You Okay, it's better for the person to come back and admit they were wrong than you say you were wrong. you're wrong, right? Because no one wants to be told they're wrong. Nobody wants to lose in an argument. Nobody... Um, wants to be forced into a decision. It's better to, to let them come around to it on their own. And yes, I'm suggesting that men are the ones that let her win. I'm just suggesting that. I mean, and instead of being general and saying, oh, it's case sensitive, I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and say, guys should be the order. They should be the rock. They should be the masculine force that says, Whoa, 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 whoa. What's wrong here? And it doesn't work every time, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. I, was, I was pissed off the other day because I felt like, um, you know, there was, uh, what's the word I used? Patronizing. I felt like, you know, don't talk to me like I'm a child, right? And what well, happened? I was patronizing you because yeah. you've been on this... We've been to this hiking trail plenty of times, and so I was kind of annoyed that he couldn't remember and he freaked out about. Well, I don't think work. I freaked out. Well, you got a little. I upset. was just like, which direction do like, we go? Where, where, where is this 
years ago. Wow. <laughs> you put me here, but then you wouldn't put me here. I said, no, I remember we go here. And, and right. I said it very calmly, softly. I didn't scream at you or anything. I yeah. was like, yeah, I said 70 to 470. Right. Yeah. And so in rare form, you know, <laughs> someone, that often, someone but... loses their cool and it happens. But, but what, what could I have done? I could have followed the rule. I could have, I could have said nothing and then waited till my emotions subsided and then said, Hey, by the way, back there, no, little, normally little it would have been like, Oh, okay. You're right. I remember this. Yeah. That's what I was thinking he would say. Not but, like but, blow up. That's why I was like laughing and kind of smiling. Uh, I was like, how are you? Like, but that's the thing. Okay, I'm not recommending people be pushovers at the same time. There's a balance there. So if something needs to be said, if you're feeling, which your feelings aren't necessarily wrong and they need to be stated. Right. Um, if you're feeling like you've been um, uh, mistreated been mm-hmm. in some way, whatever, because I talk to a lot of guys that get mistreated by their, mm-hmm. by their lady, my first recommendation is what's the communication like, right? Mm-hmm. So my, the way I look at it is my emotion level was not yet at the point where I should have been trying to correct the situation. I should have been like, okay, you're right. Boom. We get to where we're going. All of a sudden now we're parked. Mm-hmm. We're in front of the hike. How did we resolve? And then, so back then, I felt, so the way you would have taken it totally differently too, if we were not moving in a car, not having to get off the highway, if I had said, you know, I felt like I was a little, you know, treated like a child back there with what you had said. I don't appreciate that. And I apologize. And I said, I think we need to eat some food right now before we go on this hike. Yeah, you should never... Never try to get into an argument when you're hungry or tired, just like a baby, just like a kid who needs to go down for a nap or eat, eat food. They get hangry. It yeah. happens all the time. I've had other uh, boyfriends that have gotten really like upset for no reason. You're like, whoa, where did that come from? Uh, but not for and, no reason. Oh, well, it's little, little, like. Was my reaction, uh, was reasons. it an overreaction? It was just an overreaction. Maybe a little. Maybe a lot but when someone so that's when, when i have to think about it. i'm like oh you're probably just hungry you just need some food and you'll feel better and you did right because i could have been like oh yeah just take a right here yeah you could have been like oh yeah i recognize this let's uh, yeah it's to the right true that's what i said earlier we, we had this recorded <laughs> <laughs> right, right still, are you paying attention yep, yep. yeah so <laughs> he knows how dare you? <laughs> so just like Raj was saying, she's, she's right. She's always right. Even when she's wrong. Uh, let's see if let's see if anything I say clarifies that in, in, anymore. Know when to push back a little to make it fun, but don't try and end the situation as the victor. When you end up being right, she ends up being wrong, and no one wants to live with a defeated partner. Deep down, women are fierce and control the very substance of creation itself. That's what we were saying, that Shakti energy. So be careful, tread lightly, and make it known that she is the queen of all that ever was and, and will be. Now, that can easily be, that's, that can easily be misunderstood uh, as she's 
she's right even when I feel defeated. And that's not true. It, I still, you still speak, I'm talking to men now, or whoever feels defeated in the relationship at that moment, you still speak your mind. You carefully, with respect, with low, a low emotion as you can. The issue with, with an argument is it's, too high, it, it's a high emotional environment. And the, the professional thing to do is to be reasonable and to be calm and then express yourself. Now, if the other person at that point, if you had not backed down and if you had said, no, I was right, fuck you, I'd have been like, no, we're not, we're not like, we're resolving this right now. Right. But would have had fuel to the fire. It, yeah, it would have gotten even worse. But you had, you understood that, okay, I, I should have, I, I should have been maybe washed my tone a little bit, not have been so patronizing. I don't know. Maybe you still think that you're right. And if, if you know, if you are, then you're a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) So one of my clients recently had a situation where his girlfriend um, treated him rudely. Okay. I can name a bunch. I had another client whose wife also treated him rudely with disrespect in public or no in okay. private okay in public that crosses an, an entire different entirely different line a lot of this stuff is private okay. if it's in public there's a problem like there's a big problem right like if you disrespect one of your your, your significant other in public it means that you no longer have respect for them and like that that's, might be time to call it quits, which my other popular article article is five reasons when to call it quits. And we'll go over that another time. But um, when it's in private, which these guys have, um, yes, women are, can be fierce, right? They they are, they say things out of, go ahead. out of emotion or trauma mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. without really thinking. And what, I mean, we had some really rough arguments before in the beginning, in the first three months, four months. Two, some of those, I? yeah, some of those road trips. So I say this to all my, my clients who are male and female, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, so be, she's right even when she's wrong. Um, it doesn't always apply. Because if you feel taken advantage of, manipulated, defeated, there's a problem. Like something needs to be said vocally. If what you say vocally is then, oh, poo-pooed and put under the table or under the rug, Mm -hmm. and it's like, that's a loss of respect. And every time we get into it, like some of the serious ones we've gotten into, I was like, well, I'm not going to be in this relationship if this goes on, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm, I'm worth it. Like I'm, right. you I'm, know your worth. Yeah, I'm not someone who gets treated like this. Absolutely, and, you're and letting me know that it was course corrected, right? Yes. Like, and, and the same thing for you when 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 you had to tell me like, this is too much. We, you have to be able to, you know, absorb some of this better, and like. 
when driving. That's a weak point for us, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, however, so some of the, some of my clients, I have the recommendation, which I don't, I don't use lightly, but not sure you're a good match. Not sure it's working out. Whose recommendation? Your recommendation? Yeah, to, to a client. And I, they don't like that. No, a lot of times it's a, it's, it's a relief. It's like, oh, we don't have to fight for the next 10 years. Well, it's normal to argue in a relationship every now and then. Every now and then. Right. The, no, these are like, these are like, when is the last time you didn't have an argument? And they're like, I don't know. Then that's that's the, a problem, right? Yeah. Like this is, we could count all of our arguments in the last year on our fingers. One hand. One hand. So when, when the relationship is like tug of war every week, several that's times a week, that's not good. They'd be better off without each other. Yeah. Yeah. Things should way. be flowing and the occasional argument, nothing wrong with it in my opinion. Um, but the guys that are dealing with women who are abusive um, and, and women who are dealing with men that are abusive, yeah. emotionally, physically, psychologically, that's what the next article is all about. And that's what the next episode, whenever you come back on, dear, yeah, will, will be about. Want me. Whenever you're available. Whenever you're available. <laughs> uh, I think maybe next month. So we'll record next time. We'll be in sunny California. Mm -hmm. um, I want to recommend anyone who has comments, wants to suggest a topic, remarks, whatever, hate mail, feel free to send it to Raj sure, we can at Shankara.com. R-A-J-A-N-S-H-A-N-K-A-R-A.com. And I just released a level one med beginner meditation course that I'm excited about. It's 30 days long. Check it out if you don't know how to meditate or if you want to get better at meditation. And uh, Rokas, what do you think? Maybe uh, this conversation made you want to be single just another few more years. Probably <laughs> <laughs> um, the opposite. I'll tell you what, it is a pleasure to wake up next to someone you love every day. Oh, you're so wonderful. I love you. Mm.